Warning. This podcast contains graphic depictions of violence and foul language. It is not for the faint of heart. Your discretion is advised. Previously on Stay the Night. Why doesn't she look pretty? Oh, he's being shy. What have they done to you? He's a monster. Don't talk about my son like that. He's handsome. He's a work of goddamn art. I spent years putting him together. <laughs> no! Get us! Get her! Get us! Now you know how it feels. Oh, and you gonna pay. I, I, I didn't want to hurt her. Ava bursts out of the basement and into the backyard. She is sprinting to the Chevy pickup truck. Wyatt, at a slower pace, is staggering behind her with a knife in his grasp. Ava glances behind her and sees Wyatt gaining speed as he gets used to his uneven limbs. She reaches the Chevy pickup truck. She drops the keys. Shit! Wyatt gains on Ava. Come on, come on. Wyatt slams himself against the hood of the Chevy. Come on, come on, come on. Wyatt climbs up onto the hood. Wyatt raises his arm high into the air, ready to bring his fist down on the windshield with one final blow. The truck jerks in reverse. Wyatt tumbles backwards but catches the grill. The truck drags Wyatt's body along with it. The truck crashes into a tree. Ava looks in the distance and notices Deputy Nelson's body laying on the ground. Wyatt stands up. He zones in on Ava with a delicious, murderous lust. But the vehicle is stuck. Wyatt climbs back onto the hood and slings the knife through the window. Ava reclines the seat back, barely dodging the blade. She grabs the seatbelt, wraps it around Wyatt's hand, and ties it to the steering wheel. She slides over and escapes through the passenger side door. Ava glances back and sees Wyatt using the knife with his other hand to cut through the seatbelt. 
She leans over Deputy Nelson's body. She digs through his pockets. Yes. She finds his keyring. Ava reaches the cop car. Wyatt slams the door shut. Ava elbows face. Chuck climbs into the cop car. Cuts the steering wheel, making a sharp U-turn toward the end of the driveway. Wyatt runs in front of the car, blocking her path. The cop car is now in position. The rising sun illuminates the mist surrounding Wyatt. body hits the windshield, cracking the glass. She reverses the car, making his body fall from the hood. Ava grips the steering wheel. Small battered pieces of Wyatt's body is laying in the gravel. He lays motionless. <laughs> the car drives down the misty gravel road as the sun rises on a bright fall morning. Six months later. Ava is dressed casually, at home. Hi, may I speak with Ava? This is she. This is Detective Johnson. Yes, yes, thank you for returning my calls. Well, I'm not sure if you're going to be thanking me at the end of this conversation. Okay, just for me. Let's go through your story again. No, good luck with the investigation. Wait, wait, wait. One more thing. Go on. We looked into Wyatt Newman's past. And? What did you find? Well, that's just it. There's not much to find. The Newmans had a son. He went to high school in town, captain of a football team, just like you said. But after that, he disappears. Uh, no record of him uh, dying, living, married, boating, nothing. Uh, no one to see him for years. You don't believe me. You don't believe my story. Well, I didn't say that. Everything you found supports what I've been trying to tell you. Ava, I don't know what to say. No one found a body. You know, what you went through was unimaginable. You experienced extreme trauma I can't even begin to understand. Maybe your memories aren't the most reliable. We all know what you went through was horrific, but... Maybe this Wyatt, maybe it was a dream, a false memory. Uh, think about how wild it sounds. A man, 
Monster! Come to life, unable to be killed! It's been six months. Wyatt is an urban legend, not a real man. Why are you really calling? I'm closing the case. You're making big mistakes. No, you do you? She walks into a nursery with blue walls as she holds her six-month pregnant belly. Above the crib hangs letters spelling out the baby's name. B-E-N-J-A-M-I-N. The Newman house has become even more worn and dilapidated. Yellow weathered police caution tape is wrapped around the property. Four high school seniors pull up in a Ford Mustang. Derek, typical football jock, exits the car first. Come on, this is it. Mandy, a perky, gorgeous cheerleader, exits next. Ugh, what a dump. Chris, skinny nerd, exits next. Come on, Sarah. Sarah, the nerdy girl next door, still sits in the back seat, hesitating. She opens the car door and exits. Think we'll be able to get in? Derek goes to the trunk and pulls out a crowbar. We will with this. You're not chickening out, are you? She's not. We're not. Good. The four walk closer to the house. Sarah is dragging her feet. How many people did they say died in this house? Could be 15. Maybe even more. I heard it was 20. Maybe 25. All brutal, violent deaths. They walk up the porch. Derek rips down the police tape and he picks up the crowbar. Wait! Try the knob. With their flashlights, they scan the inside of the house. There are thick, dried blood stains on the wooden floors. The wallpaper is lighter where pictures used to hang. They walk inside while Sarah lingers at the door. Mandy and Derek start to walk further ahead. Chris notices Sarah's hesitation and walks back. It'll be fine. No one's here. It's just for one night. I'll be here the whole time. Come on. Sarah nods. Chris and Sarah walk into the kitchen. Pathetic. <laughs> no way you guys are making the whole night. Hell yes, we are. Just don't forget the rules. We'll be your prom dates, if you guys can make it until sunrise. Piece of cake, right, Sarah? Right? Yeah, right. Mandy and Derek start to walk to the door. We'll be back. She blows a kiss seductively. Yo, what idiots. <laughs> Derek grabs Mandy's behind. Chris and Sarah are exploring the upstairs with their iPhone flashlights. They shine the light on some bloodstains on the wooden floors. 
Do you th think this blood is real? It's probably fake. How did the people die here? They were brutally murdered by a monster and his parents. Uh, a monster? A man named Wyatt who's horribly disfigured in a prank gone wrong. Now he's out for revenge. Revenge? They continue down the hallway. Chris notices a door that's been hacked open, the one where Ava and Ben stayed in. They reach the end of the hallway to Wyatt's room. The door is ajar. Chris pushes it open gently. Are you really scared? Sarah nods. Come on. He holds her hand. I'm here. It'll be fine. They shine their light around the room. Spider webs and dust fill the corners. An old bed sits at the far end with brown stains on it. This must have been his room. This is freaking me out. Hey, I don't know if any of that is even true. Like, sunrise is in what? Six hours? No biggie. Why did you agree to stay here if you were so scared? You must really like Derek. She looks down and no words come out. Meanwhile, Mandy and Derek walk back to the car. A dark shadow in the shape of a large man extends from behind an old oak tree. It's gonna be a long night. Do you have any beer in the car? Yeah. Derek kisses Mandy and walks to the back of the car. Mandy pulls her phone out and starts checking out various apps. <laughs> Derek's head comes up behind her and nestles on her neck. Babe. <laughs> Babe, you're tickling me. The head keeps flopping around. Babe? She tugs on Derek's hair, only to have his severed head land in her hands. Derek's mouth is open, slack-jawed, dead eyes wide. <coughs> Wyatt towers over her, holding the antique surgical knife. Patches of his skin is rotting, while other pieces have healed. Mandy trips and falls in the gravel. Wyatt advances towards her. She scoots backwards as fast as she can. Wyatt kneels down, examining Mandy. Wyatt shakes his head with disapproval as he raises the old knife up in front of her. She holds up Derek's head as a shield. The knife slices through it like a watermelon. Mandy, now hopeless, stares into Wyatt's eyes as he lifts the knife up once again. Back inside. I wasn't hoping to get a date with Derek to the prom. I was hoping to get a date with you. 
Really? Me? I think you're cool. I, I, I think you, you're cool too. He takes a step forward to lean in for a kiss. <gasps> Chris and Sarah sprint outside. They see a pool of blood leaning down the gravel driveway. They're probably still pranking us. You think? I'm sure. Hey guys, really funny. Shh, what are you doing? All right, guys, we know you're messing with us. This is so lame. Look! She points. Derek's feet are sticking out from behind the car. Chris starts walking. Sarah grabs his hand, holding him back. No, don't. We have to call the cops. It's going to be all right. They walk around the car. Derek's body is mangled, headless, and covered in blood. Next to him is Mandy with her intestines and organs slopped out of her stomach. Chris and Sarah go pale with terror. They turn around. Behind them stands Wyatt, smiling through his rotten <laughs> flesh. for today's episode. Sarah Poulton as Ava, Bruce Purcell as Mel Johnson, Sarah Poulton as Sarah, Ahmad Maddie as Chris, Torian Brackett as Derek, Ivy Dupler as Mandy, Nathaniel Krauss as Wyatt, and me, Jack Dundon, as your narrator. Sound mixing and music by Jess Fenton. Additional music and sound effects by Adobe Stock, Epidemic Sound, and Freesound. Written and directed by Chris Kortner and Sarah Poulton. This is Sarah Poulton. Thank you for listening to Stay the Night. You can support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice and by going to tpublic.com slash stay the night and checking out our merch. Stay up to date with the podcast by going to sarahpoulton.com slash stay the night or following me and my co-creator, Chris Kortner, on social media. I'm at Sarah Poulton on Instagram and Twitter, and Chris is at Kortner C on Instagram and at C Kortner on Twitter. <laughs>